0: to In The Corner Live. My name is Sai, standing in for the awesome Mr. Benny Mac, who is on his holly bobs today. So, yeah, he misses what is, I've just been told, the year anniversary of In The Corner. How's about that, A eh? whole 12 months of this show, looking at modern-day WWE for you. But whereas Benny is away, his partner in crime is not. Joining me on this show this week, as opposed to joining Benny like normal, is the always fantastic, always entertaining. God, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Mr. Tyler Peters, how are you, my friend?
1: Uh, si, it's always a pleasure. We do miss Benny, but understand why he needed the vacation. And it's great to be able to talk to you about some uh, modern-day WWE. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I, I just echo your sentiments. It's always a, an honor to join you.
0: Oh, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, I will throw this out here straight away. Everyone is fully aware. Modern day WWE is not my forte. Modern day wrestling is not my forte. So I did watch SmackDown. Of course, I watched Money in the Bank. That's what we're talking about today. I did scan through Raw as well. But Tyler and I had a conversation before recording and said that uh, it's probably best if we just look at primarily Money in the Bank today look at the highs and lows from that particular show, the big talking points and so on, because I don't doubt for a second when Benny returns from his holidays next week, he will be touching upon various things that have happened because there are some huge headlines that come out of that show, which I know Benny will have his his conversations with you as well, Tyler. So I thought we'd uh, scan through the results and then just go through a few of the the, the more major talking points and so on, just so everyone knows that uh, we're not ignoring them on the year anniversary of in the corner. How does that sound?
1: Yes, it sounds uh, fantastic. We're not ignoring this uh, fantastic audience.
0: We are not. We are not. And speaking of this, let's dive into the chat before we get started, Tyler, and see who has joined yeah, us. Yeah, let's do it. And again, this Again, this is surreal for me because on a Monday night on Chain Wrestling, I'm
1: normally the other I, I side know. of the screen.
0: That, that way? that way, that way. Nope. That,
1: yeah. You're, that you're way. normally over here. <laughs> yeah. Lord, Lord mags is with you. So people are probably right. wondering what's going on, but that that's a beautiful thing about the SJP world media Network So You never know who's going to appear on whose show.
0: Well, there we go. So I'm the wrong side and this will make everyone laugh and they're expecting a car wreck. I fully expect I'm in charge of all the no. technical side of things. So let's see how we go. If I disappear, it's gonna click something wrong. Hold the fall. I will be back. But um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How first of on? all in the chat is mr dan griffin there evening itcf hey, not it Twitch town affiliated <laughs> and dan also says it's wednesday you know what that means indeed we do scottish Danny hey, saying scottish hey yo all great to see you joining us there mate And Dan saying, looking rough, Benny, hard paper aimed. You bastard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Dan, (laughs) come on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Scottish Danny, it's money in the bank in the corner. So does that make it M-I-T-B-I-T-C? That's far too many initials for me to try and remember.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of initials, but it might get work. Oh, hey, Sharon.
0: And the first lady of the SJP World Media Network, my lovely wife, Sharon, is in the chat as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Ah, so then, Tyler, Money in the Bank, my yes, friend. Sir. Initial initial thoughts. What what did you think of the show overall? And obviously, it's uh well the fifth now as we record, but yesterday was, of course, the fourth of July, a big a big occasion for yourself. Over it, it was
1: a big holiday. Yeah, uh, tell us about your impression- weekend,
0: watching the wrestling and so on.
1: Yeah, I, I sure will. So I, uh I thought the weekend was uh, terrific. I, I will say. WWE I'm not just saying this to be partial to them I I love all kind of uh, professional wrestling or all kinds let me preference there I I found it to be very entertaining I I felt like the, the matches were quality. Uh, I liked how you had all the storytelling uh, keep evolving. There was more chapters to them, uh, depending on what matchup or even segments backstage, which were very little. It's what I enjoy. It it makes it feel different. You don't have Mm -hmm. so much going on, transpiring backstage. And i got to hand it to London, to the UK. I know that you guys are so passionate. You're knowledgeable. You get excited, and I was just so thrilled for that audience over there, and they put us to shame. They put a lot of people because, I mean, you feel the energy when at an O2 two Arena, whether it's in Cardiff, Wales. It, it was just staggering, the response, and, and it made the, the show feel even more alive. That, that's one of the takeaways just right off the bat before we even get into matches. But I felt like the show delivered. It was uh, very well done. Even if there was matches, I wasn't looking forward to. I, I found myself getting immersed at least a little bit. Even if my attention span got off of them, there was at least some moments that uh, that brought me back. So, hey, overall, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good show.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Again, it's my first taste of uh, WWE properly since the last paper. I try and catch the pay-per-views or premiere live events. or I'm never going to get used to calling it that, by the way.
1: Yeah, I understand. Yeah, learn. that's still... Yeah, I'm so used to pay per views. The call on premium live events is an adjustment. I'm with yeah. you.
0: I still call it the WWF sometimes. That shows you my mentality. Yeah,
1: me, me too. Defense, I, I'm so. still going back to the <laughs> attitude. There, speaking of uh, your your knowledge of old school wrestling, uh, where's Stone yeah, we Cold? Are. Well, wait a minute. He's he's not wrestling anymore
0: now he's driving like trucks and going skiing and stuff for a new documentary. Yeah, he's it? he's I mean, he's, he's
1: taking over America.
0: <laughs> yeah, something. there we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was paced incredibly well. Uh there's seven matches on the main card. And I feel that uh, I find that it, with WWE pay-per-views, especially with recent WrestleManias before they split it into two nights, it can go way too long, it can drag, or it feels like it's it never really kicks up a gear into what we need what we want especially when we get to the main events and so on you know if if roman wasn't there if if brock's the champion and he's not there i find it difficult sometimes to feel as invested this is that your big stars yeah exactly exactly this show initially i was a little concerned when i heard on the pre-show beforehand that the men the men's money in the bank was going to open the show because i was okay that was that was a big attraction for me and we're opening with that does that mean we're then going to find right. a bit of a lull as the as the show goes on? But I think it I think it went really really well. It ran nice and smoothly. None of the matches overstayed their welcome for me. They the, the matches that needed to be a touch shorter were that. The matches that needed more time were that as well. Uh, I, I really really enjoyed it.
1: Hey, I agree. I, I think you you said something. Well paced. That means the flow was yeah. was solid. Uh, Like I was stating, too, and I stand in agreement with you, so I I, I didn't get too lost, even if my attention span went away from the matches. And the men's money in the bank, I I get the trepidation because you're thinking, how is this going to open the show with it being such a big match and the stipulation? Somebody's getting a championship opportunity, retrieving the briefcase, but they they made it work. It was just well-executed uh we could go over spots all day long but i'll tell you the match itself i think everybody got a shine i think it did what it needed yes. to even if people were disappointed i mean what did you think i'll kind of bounce a question back to you the overall initial impression of the money in the bank match the men's side that opened up things
0: uh, well before we dive into that let's just ask you a quick question here we have connor okay he says hello Sion tyler have to know what MLS club Tyler supports. This may determine if I continue watching or not. Tyler uh, Connor is a big. I, well, to you it would be soccer, I guess, but you know it's the real. Type yeah, of soccer.
1: <laughs> well, Connor, it's always great for you to join us. To be fair, I don't watch soccer enough. No disrespect, so I don't have a favorite team. So please, still watch, even if that's a disappointing <laughs> answer. But to be fair, I'm so immersed in wrestling's. So much that even some of the other interests in sports I have right now i 'm not able to fully uh, follow I mean like baseball i i 'll watch highlights you know here and there, but to be fair i don 't have a team uh, that I follow, but right. I, I think whoever Connor supports uh, i 'll support him because he he 's a good guy so i 'll just take his recommendation.
0: Connor's recruitment fan drive carries on. There you go. I I like that popping in the chat. Uh, Benny Man in the corner, one year old. Have fun, everyone, and he will see you all next week. WrestleMania in the UK? Yes, please. He is in Cornwall at the moment. We will get to the John Cena segment very soon, I expect. Yeah, we will. Dan Griffin here saying WWE pay per view is superior purely for the fact it rhymes, but it doesn't, does it? WWE That's it, rhyme. No, I think he means WWE PLE maybe.
1: Oh, well, it could be. I I was, uh, interesting Uh, that you never know what these comments might, you know, bring, but that, yeah.
0: Sharon says, sometimes I say (laughs) WWF all of the times, which is fair enough. Um, yeah. So the opening match, the men's money in the bank contest, it's, uh, I've, I struggle with how many of these there has been now in the same way that we have the elimination chamber and so on. It used to feel incredibly special. And then I think it dropped off a little bit for me. And I don't know whether it was because of the lack of quality in the mid card with regards to the rosters on raw and Smackdown and so on. But this, this felt important. This, this, this felt important. This felt incredible. And this to me could have closed the show obviously we know now why it didn't because the, you had the main event was obviously what was the main event was going to be. But right. I thought this was superb. Uh With regards to the winner, did you call that one Tyler? Because I know you and Benny do your predictions th- the week before, don't you?
1: Yeah, we did. I, I can't recall. And maybe Benny can help us out when he returns. If, if I chose Damien Priest or LA Night. I, I I'll tell you, I can't even remember who I picked, but I don't know that I would have called it. I, I, do you see the value in Damian Priest as, as much as everybody was wanting LA Knight or or somebody else I I think Damian Priest was the other option just because there's so much you can do with Judgment Day and we saw it unfold mm-hmm. throughout the night we kind of saw it prior if you if you watch Raw and and the way things were heading in a uh, specific direction concerning Damian Priest. I I think it is his time. Nothing against L.A. Knight, no disrespect. I really love his gimmick and and the personality. I've been a big fan of his for a long time now. But I don't see it being a necessity that he had to retrieve that briefcase because he's still getting reactions, and he's still quality in the ring. So I I feel like Damian Priest is uh, just one of those talents that has paid his dues. And that has had more longevity, and that's kind of the way I look at it. And what you could do with now, what we're seeing with Finn Balor and and all the uh, the cracks in the armor, so to speak, that they're kind of we see with the bloodline, but now we're we're kind of seeing it on the side of Judgment Day. So that's that's kind of I looked at it uh, from a storyline point of view as well as the action. Uh, but, but uh, you know, a great match. Butch, I was happy for him, a UK guy. Still love him as Pete Dunn. I'm with Benny, but, you know, I'm getting used to Butch. He's still a great wrestler. The way he manipulates his fingers, I, cool. I, I don't even, it, it makes me hurt. I mean, I think makes LA now got his. Yeah, I mean, very effective. And, And, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura is always fantastic. And Logan Paul, you can say what you want to. The guy's got talent. He's got ability, ricochet. I'll tell you, speaking of uh, dangerous spots, when the Spanish fly happened, I was worried Mm -hmm. for both those guys. You know, because I like Wade Barrett said, somebody's neck (laughs) could have got seriously broken. I I don't think that clicked. Yeah, so I I, want to know what you thought about that spot, because now that we're talking about this match, uh, I mean... Off air, we were just referencing, are these risks worth it? I, I know it's for our, our entertainment, but with that Logan Paul ricochet spot, I know everybody's been talking about the sting one with AEW, but that that was another spot that had me crunching a little bit for both those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, it didn't look very good, did it? But and with regards to Logan Paul, first of all, the reactions that he got in London, I thought was superb. This guy is not. Oh, liked. they were. And, and he knows it <laughs> and he plays up to it. He's just a natural heel, isn't he? That's oh, he incredibly does. unlikable about him. And I don't think he's ever really let us down when it comes to the in-ring aspect of, of what he does. It's a pleasant surprise yeah. every time I watch the guy work. The spot itself, it's very, it, all, it strikes me as almost AEW-esque. It's so over the top and uh, and ridiculous and almost unnecessary. But the fact that with WWE, you don't see that in every other contest, it would have made it really stand out. And it still did. It still looks spectacular. But the biggest takeaway from it was more a case of "strife." I hope nobody's hurt as opposed to that was spectacular. If that makes sense.
1: No, it makes perfect sense. And uh, I think Dan Griffin uh, said it, w- it was great and it did. I-, I concur. It did look fantastic. You just worry about the concern of injuries uh, is it sometimes the risk worth the reward, as the old Oak Lachey uh, kind of tells? Uh, but, hey, taking nothing away. I, I love the story they're telling between Ricochet and Logan Paul. And I like the the uh, sparring and the promo segments, whether it was SmackDown or, you know, the Raw before between LA Knight and Logan Paul. I, I thought it was fantastic. I like how they, they're presenting Butch more like Pete Dunne. He's attacking people. He he don't need to talk. His actions speak louder than words. I think that's that's a perfect way to present him. And and uh, I was just I I was thrilled to see how effective. Because most of these money in the bank matches, I don't know if you agree. Kind of, it's easy to lose your attention. It's like a royal rumble match. They're exciting, but there there's so much going on. But I, I think the way not only they pace it, but some of the segments of the matches, the execution of them. That's what helped me. It it was like, well, this ain't too much. There was Mm -hmm. enough guys getting their their licks in, or maybe selling, or needing to use the ladder because it's uh, essentially a prop, anyways. And it was just, it's a good way to direct the traffic without it being too much. And I hope that's a sensible statement. But that's kind of another way I looked at it.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I liked you mentioned uh, Pete Dunn, butch. I love the use of the cricket bat as well but you know the Ashes. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm not a cricket <laughs> fan, but the Ashes are on at the moment as well. So that was that was great okay. him bringing the cricket bat out and so on. uh, The finish then, because obviously you know if it wasn't to be Pete Dunn, the the you know majority of the English fans and the majority of fans in general, I would assume, wanted La Night. That was the big the big, the guy that was you know most favourably looked upon, I guess, with regards to the of viewers of WWE. I almost felt like they gave us a false finish in a ladder match, which we don't really tend to see. Normally something big happens and it allows a guy to go up the ladder and get and get the briefcase. Here it felt like LA Knight had it in the bag and everyone was cheering and he cleared people out and then somebody else would get in the ring he cleared them out. And he, he was doing the uh, the wrestler, the wrestler ladder climb, the standard one, is incredibly slow and lethargic, isn't it? And buying time, and you wouldn't yeah, want them very hanging wallpaper. Yeah, you wouldn't want them hanging wallpaper for you or anything like that, would you? Let's be honest, they take ages. <laughs> no, but as they're as they're getting to the top, and then somebody interrupts them when they're about to win, they find the way to just have a little bit of a zip of extra pace to it. La Knight had that; he climbed the ladder as though he was going up the, to, to the top to win. But then we had Damien Priest, and, and it was like a complete. It was like a two, you know, two and three quarters and the shoulder comes up when you're expecting the three games. I thought it was really cleverly put together, Tyler.
1: Yeah, that's a brilliant observation. A false finish. I did not even put it together, but I'm I'm glad you uh you brought that upside. But it's true, it, it was a little quicker because normally they are very slow going up the ladder, but there was a lot more uh, urgency, I guess would be the word, in, in which there should have been, and it looked like LA Knight was gonna get you know, that opportunity by retrieving the briefcase. Even Wade Barrett, who's been, I think, friends with him, was so excited with the crowd, it made you actually believe mm-hmm. there for a while that he was going to be the guy until Damian Priest, I think, hit that broken arrow. It looks kind of like a choke slam, but I guess it's they call it the broken arrow off the ladder. So and it it, it spoiled the moment to where Damian Priest But and I I, like how he said I'm not just Mister Money in the Bank. I guess due to his uh, Puerto Rican heritage, he's Senor Money in the Bank. There we go. So Damian Priest, uh, you know I I do respect him. He's got an aura about him. I mean, as much as I like LA Knight, and I've got nothing but admiration for all the competitors involved. uh, Damian Priest, I think they're they're looking to uh, push him uh, Mm -hmm. very heavily, and I think it's apparent by him being the winner. He he
0: looks like a WWE guy, doesn't he? You know, I'm yeah, not saying LA doesn't or anything like that. yeah, but he he looks like a, a WWE guy. He looks like somebody that they could easily. I mean, he he he, he looks good. He can talk. Uh, he's decent enough in the ring, he, like you said, Tyler. He's got the size. I think he'd be very easy to to merchandise as well. I think he's the sort of guy that. Oh, absolutely. You know, X amount of years ago, Vince McMahon would have pushed to the moon. So he's very much a WWE sort of cookie cutter kind of guy in a way, isn't he?
1: Yeah, because Vince likes people who can talk. He also likes size. I mean, not that he's not went with people that are smaller, but we we all know the M.O. That's why it was difficult for when Jericho got there Mm -hmm. for like Dean Malika, some of those guys, because even though they were great wrestlers, unfortunately, they didn't have the height. They didn't have the weight. And a lot of times, you know, luckily they came in at a later period because remember when Vince was going for the bodybuilders, I mean, ultimate warrior. I mean, you had to kind of look, uh pleasing to, and have the physiques, yeah. even if you didn't have a lot of technical ability, no knock against warrior, but let's face it. He, he wasn't going to be scientific in the ring. It's just, that's Definitely the way not. it is. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. And I mean, it's not Bret Hart or anything or a Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's apparent, but you know, it's a good representation. Damien Priest encapsulates the sports entertainment aspect. Cause even though it's, I still view it as wrestling. I kind of get why they, they pair themselves or, or characterize uh, themselves as more sports entertainment because it's not just wrestling. they are looking for other aspects to really promote. And that that's why you get sponsorship. you you get the branding. you get maybe other fans that aren't necessarily wrestling fans to to latch on and go, Hey, I, I can find something I'm, I'm entertained by, and I, I'm not even mm. a wrestling fan, but it's got something for everybody. It's like, they've got a variety in a sense.
0: Yeah. And, and obviously you get the crossover with regards to the, the Puerto Rico audience and so on that we saw at the, was it backlash? I believe was there, wasn't it? Yeah, Backlash. Place? Yeah. And, and that, you know, again, yes, that crowd is insane. So you've got that aspect there. Uh, oh, I, they were great. Very quickly. Then we saw a little bit of, um, shall we say shenanigans on raw, after this, with regards to the briefcase and Finn Balor, and you know, uh, Dominic Mysterio challenge. Well, wrestling. Seth Rollins at least the world champion in the main event, and then an altercation between Priest and Balor as well. Where do you think, as somebody who watches WWE every week, who'd be far more you know educated on this topic than I? Where do you think we are going with this? Where does this leave
1: us? You know, it's a complicated question because my logic would be maybe Finn Balor is going to be the good guy, but I, I'm not sure. I think Damien Priest, as good of a hill that he's been, I think you could position him to be a, a top star. I mean, not... I mean we're not just talking main event like you say merchandising he he's got the complete package as far as his promo skills what he can do in the ring he's unique looking he's he's also got a unique mm-hmm. presentation yep. with his wrestling style you know nothing against Finn I, I love Finn Balor and I know Finn's been a babyface before and very successful but I kind of like Finn being more the the villain here and agree, maybe yeah. having them feud I I, I just I, I think it's priest time I think he's He's went back to the bad guy scenario, and I just see him maybe even being a tweener, even if they don't turn him full babyface. Maybe being somebody that's in the tweener role, kind of like Scott Hall. You know, he's doing the Razor's Edge, the Razor Ramon stuff. I could kind of see some parallels, even though they're two different characters, because uh, he, you know, I, I can tell Priest has got admiration for the bad guy, and and mm-hmm. hey, more power to him because we all admire Scott Hall, man. Oh, whether you know him like as Razor him. or the Outsider. I mean, and talk about a guy that had knowledge for the business. I didn't realize it till listening to other podcasts and and really gauging. This guy knew how to get people over it. He also knew how to get characters, help other people. and and that's for another show but it it all relates kind of since we're talking about it any any excuse i get to bring up like uh, scott hall or Bret hart or or sasha michael or anybody we're gonna do it i mean let's be fair
0: (laughs) (laughs) indeed indeed uh the next contest then was for the women's tag team titles we saw a title switch here we had liv morgan and raquel rodriguez winning the championships but the big talking point tyler really that I think we need to touch upon is what happened with regards to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now, my wife is yeah. a massive Baszler fan. She has been singing her praises from the hills for years. Fix this woman, and, and I totally agree. She is this. This, this woman is fantastic. I'm I've, I'm amazed it's taken them this long to really give her a prominent position and a, and a prominent role on the main roster. But turning on rousey the way she did then the promo she cut on raw monday night saying that i've i've paid my dues to get here you haven't you know you were handed wrestlemania i have to set rings up and wrestle in front of 30 people it's it's an interesting dynamic for me because they're really playing on what i think some people actually say about rousey away from the wrestling business in that it was all handed to her what are your what were your thoughts right. first of all on this on this match? Did you enjoy this match? I mean, for me, it was okay. It was just kind of there. It wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't terrible. The big talking point, though, for me is is the Basler Rousey split. What, what were your thoughts?
1: Oh, it has to be a big talking point. But I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think it was just kind of to fill uh, and have another match. In other words, let me correct myself. There, it's just taking nothing away from either team. I, I think it was it was decent. Uh, but to me, Shayna Baszler, I think people have been missing that sort of aggression by her, I think. And I haven't truly appreciated her immense talents and capabilities. And I'll say the same thing about Rousey, even though it's true why that promo resonated, uh, because, you know, a lot of fans feel that way, especially the smart fans and people who follow this stuff. Uh, they And and some of Rousey's comments have uh, made people have drew the eye. Of, of a lot yeah. of the wrestling community to where they, they feel like she should have respected it more. I, I get she's been in MMA. She's this big UFC star. She's brought the sort of cross branding appeal. And with Endeavor, you know, there's talks maybe she goes back into the Octagon. So th- that's interesting knowing that both mm. those entities are under the same management with WWE and USC. But I think for Shayna, this is her moment. I think too, it, it's good on Rousey because. I think we may get the match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I agree, Sharon. She has the it factor for sure. I mean, I, I've got all the time in the world for Shayna. And I, I thought that segment's what they needed. As cool as the turn was, that moment at Money in the Bank, you're so correct, Side. The, the promo, the, the the sparring, it wasn't really a spar. It was Shayna dominating <laughs> Rousey Thanks. on the mic. And, and you don't often see that. But it, I think we need more credibility to the storylines where they were real-life friends. But you can kind of see the parallels and say, "Hey, well, even friendships have their fractures,"
0: and yeah, cool there's, a, you
1: know, and and that's what's good about wrestling. You, you want to suspend your disbelief, and I think they're doing a, a better job, you know, regarding this uh, sort of situation. So I I think Shana is going to do great. I think she's due for a women's title. I, I think that's where she's headed. She's going to possibly get a win over Rousey. I I don't see why Rousey needs it if they're going to have a match i think she'll put over Baszler. that's just me and i think you know for those who criticize rousey i'll I'll just say this i think rousey loves it it may be her passion this second run was a little tainted because it's not maybe the passion she had for her first run wasn't present i'm starting to wonder i'm not saying that's true i don't want to speculate but that's always kind of an interesting perspective I've kind of tried to take myself back and, and see where she's coming from. Maybe how the creative wanted to play into uh, this. And so there, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. It's, it's so complex, but I enjoy it because it, it's really got me thinking like yourself, where can they go with this? I just think for Basler, this is, this is the Basler Everybody uh, fell in love with in NXT where she's just yes. dangerous, man. She's kind yep. of being rousy, against rousey if you think about it this was the way they they wanted to present rousey but even with the uh the volume turned up a little bit more uh due to mm. the segment on raw too and and what she did at money in the bank i mean it was impressive because the fans that's when you know a turn worked, because they weren't expecting it and to be honest i wasn't either when she attacked her from behind no, her, the ref wouldn't. even looked shocked i was like man my reaction was i was as shocked as everyone else which means it was, it was good it was effective
0: it was a funny time. It was. Finish, it was an so odd I, time.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it, it was more... I, I, to me, the, the Baszler-Rousey tag team was always together for them to eventually split and face off. That's the way I always felt about that tag team. I imagined them to hold onto the belts for quite a while, maybe look quite dominant, and then the split would happen and we'd get a series of matches between the two. Apparently, Rousey has said that she's leaving sooner rather than later. So that is why they've kind of hurried the angle up rather than letting them have this long-running dominant tag run. But the timing of it, uh, that, that kind of explains the timing of it with regards to you know day, week, month, whatever. But the timing in the match was very surreal. Now, I know Rousey why made never... a blind... Yeah, she made a blind tag to Shayna. And that caused Shayna to lose her shit, but then cost them both the title. It just seemed really... I mean,
1: I'm not complaining. The psychology was reversed a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm all about seeing Shayna Baszler. I mean, again, Dan Griffin, oh, me as well. In, in the chat here. Uh, Dan says, I think we're going to see Rousey and Baszler. At, put, sorry, Rousey put Baszler over at SummerSlam on our way out the door. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. I agree. And then Tyler, you mentioned there about Baszler going on and having a good singles title run. Just think about that. Baszler, Rhea Ripley, take my money. Oh,
1: man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, especially after that match. And I know we're talking money in the bank, but if you guys didn't get a chance to watch Raw, as much as I like, you know, Lesnar coming back, and I'm happy Drew's back, and Gunther, that's going to be another, just take my money, Mm -hmm. be an awesome matchup. But to have uh, Rhea Ripley take on Baszler, but, man, Natalia, I think Natalia's kind of been held back a little bit because we saw... That Ripley and Natalya brought the best out of each other. And I think that was a tease in the first place. That's why all these squash matches to build up Natalya to be even more Mm -hmm. opposing to Rhea Ripley. And man, they were hitting harder. It was a stiffer match. I think Rhea Ripley posted on social media. She lost a piercing out of her mouth it was that hard oh, hitting okay. it, it was impressive i mean and natalia can hold her own I, I don't care if she seems at a disadvantage with somebody as impressive as ripley there's something about the Hart family jim the anvil nine heart they're gonna be tough man and it, it's mm-hmm. even with the the ladies too of that family and and rhea ripley my goodness i almost want to i want to see another encounter not right away but i thought i would get tired of it but after the match on raw i was like to yes. be fair, we got Seth Rollins on the program, but this was my favorite match. This yeah, was, was very good. so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really, why I, I really bring it up.
0: It. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, moving on then from the ladies' division, we go across to see, well, the result was Gunter, Gunter sorry, beating Matt Riddle. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, for the, you know, defending and keeping his Intercontinental Championship via submission. Uh, shortest match on the card, I think it was. Uh, the psychology, yeah, very the, the, the storyline and, and, and so on, the story they're trying to tell was pretty straightforward, which isn't a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. You know, R- Riddle has an issue with his ankle. It was worked upon. Guy eventually taps out. It was kind of what you'd expect, I think, with regards to Gunter and, and his sure. IC title run at the moment. And then, of course, the big news from this moment was the return of Drew McIntyre, who, you know, I mean, I'm a completely, you know, red blooded, straight male. But my God, he looked amazing, didn't he?
1: He did. And, and I'm straight, too. But I, I see what the ladies can uh, envision. I mean, We're he right, looks right. like he's a great right, guy right. out of a movie. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. he does. He he looks like one of those war movies in Scotland or England. He could be mm. cast. I mean, he's he's got the look. and And I'm happy for Drew. Because, you know, all the rumors, and I was guilty into playing into that, thinking he was leaving or there was creative issues. But apparently, in the press conference afterwards, he and Triple H were having a good laugh at the expense of a lot of the journalists. And I have to laugh at myself because he was saying that it was an injury. And I guess it should have given away okay. that Drew was in Berlin for the Special Olympics, that he was still part of the company. So eventually, he was going to return. They were just ready. They were just part of me waiting for the right moment and it makes sense in the uk london and i'll mm. tell you the fans the reaction and uh I, the women i mean I, on, on raw one of them said take your top off and drew was laughing he was like okay <laughs> you calm down you know and uh, paraphrasing uh, i mean if i look like drew mcintyre i'd be yeah thank you you know i appreciate if it I look like know, so McEntire,
0: I, if i looked like drew mcintyre if i looked like drew mcintyre i would
1: own a shirt i wouldn't I would either i'd, I'd com- be walking around <laughs> I exactly. would. I I exactly. wouldn't be as embarrassed. I, I I would go around, but but anyways, not to get too weird. But hey, it's fitting. I mean, it is Drew McIntyre for for all those fans. We'll, we'll get some uh, uh, of his. But I I thought it was very effective because due to the rumors, due to thinking mm-hmm. maybe he'll show up at at the other London event for AEW, and I I would have thought that you know I would have been all for it. I I just feel like man, Drew fits WWE. I, I kind of think there's there's yeah. a certain. Uh, Certain brand, he he just yeah. does the, his road to getting back there from where he was one of Vince McMahon's chosen ones, and you, you could see why. And uh, he just what he's been able to do from his journey in NXT to being the champion. Unfortunately, Drew never got fans, it was right mm-hmm. after the, the pandemic hit. Well, that's what I felt so bad for him, you know.
0: That's what I was gonna ask being about being champion. Actually we have drew returning here big reaction in the in the, you know it been a big reaction in the uk or, or or otherwise but still uk big reaction of course Most of those were are going to ic championship that that kind of division that kind of level is is now the experiment of drew mcintyre as a main eventer passed us by are we done with that idea or is this something maybe we can revisit now we've got two world titles as opposed to just Reigns holding the championship? Because, I mean, Drew, you say that about never being able to ha- have the fans and so on. Drew carried that main event scene on his back throughout the pandemic. No, he did. To, to, a, degree, to, a, to a degree. You know, obviously Reigns, because of his his, his issues and, and COVID and so on, quite rightly stayed at home. Um, Brock hasn't got to work regardless. Dropped the belt to, to McIntyre and so on. But... Are we over now with McIntyre in the main event picture? Is he one of these guys who's going to challenge but never quite win the belt? Is he going to be like a a headliner on a B level pay per view going forward, or is this his level now? Is kind of the question I'm asking.
1: No, I I don't think so at all. I, I think that I like what how you put it. It's to revisit, like you said, now with these multiple titles, you've got the opportunity to make it work. And, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre taking nothing away from uh, Gunther, the Intercontinental title pitcher. Like, like we said, that's going to be a fantastic affair in the side of the ring. I, I just feel like Drew McIntyre's got a lot more time left to be a main eventer, to to be a champion, to challenge, to be chasing a title. What, what's Dan saying? McIntyre to beat Gunther? Sheamus to beat McIntyre? Hey, that'll work. Yeah, Grand Slam, that's an interesting concept. I'd be for it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I see Drew. Continuing to be a, a a top star and a top pitcher, and hey, the Intercontinental title. I'm glad they're giving it the respect yes. back that it deserves, and that's why I think it's it's not a bad idea. Gunther eventually, to me, is going to be a world champion. But they added prestige when they they put the Intercontinental title on to Gunther, taking nothing away from Lashley and other people that I think had it before. It's just he's somebody new. He he's somebody that's the in-ring general that he respects the mat. And that's always kind of been the, the working title, like a U.S. title, the the kind of upper mid-card. So that mm-hmm. that's your shot at getting into the, the world heavyweight title pitcher. So I, I agree. I think Gunther McIntyre, both those guys, I think they're going to be main eventers. And it, it's not over for Drew. I, I think this is just a, a good restart because even the, yeah. the great okay. ones need a restart. You you look at, throughout the history books.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> I feel – Gunther losing the IC title now would begin his ascension up the card. Whereas Drew, I feel for now, at least, that's kind of the level he's going to be at for now. Because not everyone can main event. There's only so many spots. And you look at Seth and you look at everyone else who's around there, you know, I don't think it'll come for a little while. But I do feel eventually then it will return. I mean, the guy, again, similar to Damien yeah. Priest, we were talking about, he looks WWE, doesn't he? He looks like a WWE main event guy.
1: Yeah. He, you know? he represents and, what, what they want.
0: Yeah. He can work. He or face. He can, you know, he, he can talk. He looks fantastic. He can wrestle. He, he ticks all the boxes again, doesn't he? I suppose.
1: Okay. Yeah, Speaking of
0: main event guys, Tyler up next, we have someone who returned and was very much, you know, quickly thrust into the main event picture. But is now kind of working a few other programs before, I believe, heading back towards the main event picture. And that's Cody Rhodes. Kind of predicted, kind of
1: easy to guess how this match would go.
0: You know, he's, he's always going to beat Dominic Mysterio, wasn't he? I mean,
1: yeah, I Dominic, would think he's got to go for Dominic.
0: Yeah, Dominic, I think that the heel heat Dominic gets, it's not going to get hurt him taking the defeat. He's not, he's not going to have any issues getting beaten. But whereas I think Cody needed that win.
1: Yeah, Cody needed a win because I, I think we, we're seeing, you know, what's going to continue. I think everybody knows it's probably going to be SummerSlam, Lesnar, Cody 3. Uh, and and Dominic, man, I'll tell you what, too, me and Benny's talked about it, side too. I know you've noticed, man, the reactions. He can't hardly talk. I mean, Dominic is getting some tremendous heat. I think the, the alignment with Rhea Ripley being mommy and... and you know Dominic being kind of like Eddie and and all the comparisons, uh, ha- has worked in their favor because it's it's just kind of updated and you know Dominic's getting better and better in the ring and it, and it's because he's able to to work with some of these stellar opponents like Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes like Seth Rollins the following night and previously like his dad at WrestleMania and and an Edge to be in there with Edge and Beth Phoenix it, it's hall of famers so it, it's only helping him and even with the new talent that are becoming stars like Damian Priest and Finn Balor he's learning from them so i think it's good that he's separated from his dad and he's learning how to get over not just over as a baby face you got to get over as the heel too and that's that's working because people are are chanting some some worse terms at him which is good because you want it that's the whole purpose of being the the hated heel and and dominic is doing doing wonders he's so impressive and he he keeps mm-hmm you know, getting better, just like I said, but yeah, Cody needed to win because now you've got Brock. It's going to be very fascinating to see what they do with the finish at SummerSlam, or even if they do it before or after SummerSlam. And if there's going to be a stipulation, you would think maybe they're going to put another stipulation on it. And, uh, they're, they're one and one, I think is Lesnar and Cody Rhodes yeah. side. I yeah. know we've still got some time. So it makes you wonder how that's going to go, uh, due to what we saw on raw him coming out and, and them. uh, you know the beast and the american nightmare fighting but cody getting that uh what was it a cody cutter that brock Mm -hmm. you know took so that 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 was a pretty cool segment because it looked like cody rhodes was going to challenge seth rollins for the world heavyweight title and then we got dominic later judgment day rhea ripley responding for dom dom i I love that whole (laughs) interaction it just entertains me and i I gotta admit i know it's buddy matthew's (laughs) girl we're talking aw but I'm envious of Dominic because Rhea Ripley's intimidating. She could kick your tail, but she is also very pretty. So she's got Indeed. the whole package, <laughs> man. She she does. <laughs> I mean, I got I to admit, I, I, and I, that's all I'll say without getting it. But, uh, you know, going back to Cody, love that he got the win, but I, I was happy for Dominic. And, and I think it's cool, two gener- second-generation guys. I, I forget mm. about it. Go on at it. I, I think that's cool in itself.
0: The feeling I get with Cody is – he is still going to climb that mountain. This isn't it for him. He is still going to go on and win the big one that his dad never did, so to speak. But I feel they're giving him challenges to overcome before he reaches that night. Because, I mean, it, he wins the Rumble. He comes back, wins the title at WrestleMania. That would have been kind of... We wouldn't have got any of the great bloodline stuff we've had since then. The fans, I imagine, would have turned on Cody very, very quickly. Whereas now, you know, we're a few months on from that. He's had to overcome some 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 challenges he steps up to Seth Rollins on raw gets interrupted again so there's another detour on his little journey to the world title he's took he, he's he's had to turn left again rather than going straight ahead towards the world championship and all of a sudden yeah, for sure all of a sudden we've got a baby face on our hands here we've got a guy who is genuinely apart from our friend Dan Griffin who can't stand Cody we've got uh, <laughs> we have got a genuine baby face the, the, the crowd love him the kids love him and it's very rare, I think, for WWE. I and mean, you look back through the times where Reigns was on top, then Cena before him, that you had that mixed reaction all the time because it felt like he was being those guys were being shoved down our throats. Cody, it feels more okay, it's booked in a way to make us cheer for him, of course it is, but the the, the crowd reactions and so on, it feels a bit more organic. It feels a bit more like yeah, that that's this, a perfect organic.
1: Yeah.
0: It feels like this is our good guy, you know.
1: It does. It feels like you know he he's kind of mimicking, even though he's his own person, kind of the American dream, if you will, the the common man, but in Mm -hmm. a newer way. He's he's Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare. He's he he's got a lot of the the dustyisms because he he can cut the promos, man, whether they're scripted or not. You can say all you want to. Cody gets the messages conveyed to the audience, even those who are watching at home. He he knows how to articulate. Even if you're you're kind of questioning where is he going, he he delivers. He he lands the plane, so to speak. I, I love how the segment on Raw he cut it short with the new interviewer. I, I thought it was cool how he put her over. I thought that shows you the professionalism, and and makes you respect him even more. I mean, he's a baby face, anyways, and he he's also wanting to. You know, make sure people recognize what she's doing as the interviewer. I I think that's not been done a lot, or if any, in a a long time, at least. So that right away was a takeaway. And I just think, man, Cody Rhodes, you know, he at first he admitted, I'm I'm afraid of Brock. But now we're seeing, hey, I don't care if Lesnar is going to show up all the time we'll fight. So it, yeah. it's already turning into, he he's, he's going to be ready. He's going to be more prepared. He's going to be a fighter. And, and like you say, he's signing kids' belts. You're seeing him do that before he, he goes to the entrance way to exit. And I mean, he's, he's personifying, like you said, that, that hero, that baby face, and it, it does take good booking. But like you said, si, it's, it's got to come naturally from the people mm-hmm. and that's yep. how you can tell it's working.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, Overall, good match though. Again, you know, less than ten minutes did the job. Cody goes over. Dominic's not hurt by the yeah. by the loss, so yeah, right result no. for
1: me. and and I think we get caught up too much in losses. I, I know I did in the past, where sometimes it's good to lose strongly because it it makes, like you said, it doesn't hurt Dominic at all.
0: Mm, yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, next up, then we had the ladies' Money in the Bank ladder match. Now.
1: Yeah, we did this again.
0: I I enjoyed this was great. I think some of the bumps that the ladies took, well, well, I, I don't think I know it made me cringe. There were some bumps that were like me home, too. Word. Because like mm-hmm. just by the nature of, of the situation, you, you see these, these performers here in, in the ladies' division, they are smaller and, and, and they are slighter than the men. So when they're hitting these ladders, when they're hitting these tables, it's almost it it, it comes across much worse at times than when the men do it the men almost seem like they're able to absorb the the hit more maybe yeah but the biggest thing i want to talk about from this tyler is yeah unless of course there's anything else you want to bring up is the finish because we've seen so many a little bit of an internet problem there am i back are we back yeah you're back yeah yeah okay can you hear me
1: you're back
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my internet dropped out for a second Then apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Where, where did I get no, you? are Where right. did you hear me? Where did you hear me?
1: It was the, it was the uh, women's where, uh, money in the bank. We were talking the finish and some of the spots. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So
0: the finish of the women's money in the bank is what I really want to address because, you know, since WrestleMania 10, we've seen multiple ladder matches. We've seen numerous multi-man ladder matches. God knows how many how money have. in the bank matches themselves trc matches and all this crazy stuff to have a unique finish in a ladder match i think is now nigh- virtually impossible N- nothing in wrestling is you know is original anyway it's always taken from something else somewhere along yeah, the line
1: it's always borrowed yeah
0: yes of course but this finish i thought was pretty unique it's not something we've we've seen as far as i can think tyler
1: I've not seen it. I, I'm with you. I think a lot of us have not. That's what I enjoyed about the match as much as the match overall was good. With Trish and Zoe Stark, you know, attacking Becky, and and I like that how they don't always have to start in the ring. You know, you got ladders mm-hmm. anyway. It's a, it's a different environment with uh, the the way it's presented. I, I do enjoy how Io Sky handcuffed both Bailey and Becky. You thought those yeah, two were going to be. Ended and uh, she outsmarted them, and the handcuffs were introduced. Uh, I think originally speaking, to Zoe Stark and and uh, Trish Stratus, they they were gonna you know do it to Becky, and I, I think they did. Uh, yeah, but like you said, a lot of the risks they took, meaning spots, did make you, you know, cringe. And I think it was, what, that powerbomb that Selena Vega executed on Zoe Stark mm. on the ladder. The manhandle slam even looked uh, pretty rough with Trish Becky doing it. I mean, they, I, I get it. They have to entertain us, but it makes you, you just hurt yourself even without being in pain. But overall, I, I thought the finish was great. And, a, and another team that is also showing fractures that I love the storytelling process that it entails. It's damage control. Dakota Kai's injured. We see where Io Sky was doing the same treatment she's been getting from Bailey. Yeah. Uh, so she was. So it's telling that story within. That's what I love. You. You got the stories within the story because you, you got Becky going after Trish and Zoe. You've got Selena, you know, getting getting involved. Excuse me. And uh, gosh, Amadi, they, they've got so so many competitors in this match i'm trying to look to see who else maybe i'm leaving somebody else it feels like oh, there was somebody yeah, I mean, else i'm maybe leaving
0: uh, out uh, eoskai becky lynch trish stratus selena vega and zoe stark
1: so i did get them all i it always feels like in, in these kind of matches you're either well, there leaving somebody else or so i appreciate it yeah. uh
0: yeah six okay. there was six there were six in the ladies but there were seven in the men so it just does feel a little okay
1: bad. Yeah, a little uneven, but no. Hey, that's why I got size here, and he held me out because I I was trying to make sure I I got everybody mentioned. But it, it was I was impressed. I, I think Trish really showed out. I, I you can say what you want to about the the match with Becky Lynch. She did good. Well, you yeah, go. Dan, sorry Dan to interrupt, yeah, shout Griffin out in the
0: chat there. You know, yeah. Now no, go chat. ahead. Shout out to shout out to Trish Stratus in the Money in the Bank match. Part timer, forty-seven years of age, oldest woman Money in the Bank competitor, busted nose, and she killed it. And she did.
1: She was. Super. She did. She did Busted nose. Uh, absolutely. No, I'm glad Dan interrupted. I, I, we love the comments, so we appreciate them. And I'll tell you what, and I don't mean to sound weird, still looks amazing. I mean, mm.
0: oh, fresh without a doubt.
1: that that's why that's why I'm like the commentators and fans thank you Trish just to see exactly. her, so it's worth it I, I that's <laughs> just going to be real but
0: going forward I know the women's division was something you wanted to touch upon uh before we we started recording today it was something you you said you wanted to discuss where are we heading with regards to you know eO Sky as the briefcase we've got Rhea Ripley as the champion on the one brand uh Oscar as the champion on the other Becky yeah. Lynch looks like she's going into a program with Trish Stratus, probably heading towards SummerSlam. Now, I feel everything is going to be more geared towards the, the, the you know, the show in Detroit. Right. In maybe going to the next weeks, PLA. Weeks. Yeah,
1: I think so, it's yeah first of August.
0: Yeah, so so that that ties up Trish and Becky Lynch, I assume. The women's title itself, Rhea Ripley, where do you feel that's going? Uh, damage control, we've got issues there. Uh, the state of the women's division, specifically on Raw, then, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think Io Sky, with that confrontation her and Rhea had backstage, I, I think you know. I think it's very clever. Io Sky was saying, hey, I can cash in any time. You couldn't understand it, Rhea could. But it was, you know, speaking Japanese. Meaning no disrespect, but it adds a, a, an allure to it, a mystique, because yeah. you you don't necessarily know what. So I, I'm kind of understanding that a, a little better, and uh, I think with EO, it, it could, it's probably going to come down to EO and and Rhea. Becky Lynch also confronted her. I think the previous week on Raw. So it, it, you know, there's I'm like. Well, Like you're saying, side there there's so much going on right now transpiring, it's kinda of hard to pinpoint. I, I think we'll definitely maybe get Bailey and EOS got one pointer. Bailey, one of them's gonna cost the other again. They they're gonna probably mm-hmm. continue this. Also, you got Shotzi, they cut her hair, so she's still a part of even people oh, not yeah, in the title course. picture. And then Bianca Belair has got involved with Charlotte and Oscar. So I mm-hmm. think we're gonna get some kind of triple threat, it looks like. Because you, I, I would find it hard pressed. Or if you have Bianca versus Oscar, or Charlotte, maybe Oscar or or the other interfere somehow. You kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard to look at how they're going to book the finishes or book the way the matches are going to be laid out. So,
0: I, I, me personally, and again, you you watch the the modern day product every week. My knowledge of modern day yeah. WWE is based solely upon listening to your good self and Benny every week on this show. So that's where well, I get my it. my knowledge from. Uh, but I can't see Rhea Ripley losing the women's championship anytime soon. Yeah. So I think that's that's locked in on her for quite a while because she's doing such a great job. I can't she see Io Sky holding onto the briefcase for 240 odd days like Carmella did or whatever, having a really long run holding the briefcase. So do we get a scenario where Io Sky tries to cash in on Ripley? and bailey screws it up for her so then briefcase is not we don't need to worry about that anymore and that they can further their storyline whilst not affecting rhea ripley's title reign itself that could potentially add to the stories going in different directions maybe
1: No, it could yeah there, there's a lot of interesting uh directions they could go and i think eventually we could, you know, Rhea versus Becky Lynch. I think they did it in NXT. I, I would love to see it on the main roster. I mean, once the Trish stuff gets done, I think Zoe Stark has impressed me. You know, she's definitely the promo skills have to uh, are going to have to come a long way, but that's why she's with Trish and some other people to to help establish herself. I mean, definitely talented in the ring. That That's just my perspective on it. Uh, but I, I feel like Bianca, too, maybe she should turn heel. I, I know everybody's talking about it, but she's she's getting more of the attitude and I'll tell you the exchange she had on the Grayson Waller effect a while back uh mm-hmm. between her and Charlotte was some good stuff cuz it it didn't seem like it was too forced they it like you said it came out organic it was uh it was a nice segment and after what we saw in the smackdown in london you know I, I kind of like to see Bianca and Charlotte even in a singles match <laughs> even without Asuka and then program Asuka. I mean there's so yeah. many ways you could uh, look at this I, I mean that's why it's so hard to really find the, a correct answer to how you could book it. But I, I like what you, you pointed out.
0: I know, I know we're going on a bit of a detour here and I apologize to everyone who wanted money in the bank stuff, but you mentioned Bianca better there. This, the segment on SmackDown the other week when she was banned from ringside and then she bought a ticket. Mm-hmm. And sat at ringside with a ticket. Now that is a, an old wrestling trope. It's been done for decades and so on. It's a really clever way of getting a range of band from ringside and all that. And I get a kick out of seeing that because again, it, it's a throwback to you know older past times. Bianca Belair though, and I I, I apologise, Tyler. I don't want to upset you here or rock the boat with us or anything. I know you're a big fan, but my goodness, did she annoy me? The constant <laughs> waving of the. It's like okay, we get the idea. You've got a ticket, and then. She jumps the barricade, and this isn't a a, a Bel Air complaint. It's more of a WWE complaint. She's effectively a ticket buying customer. That's the role she is playing at this moment. But she jumps the barricade, and no security try and stop her. And there's little touches like that that irritate me. Uh, irritate me a little bit.
1: Yeah, because you want it to feel real, and and I get that yes, of course, in real yes. time. I'm not paying attention. You want to suspend your disbelief, so get the officials, get those those break apart segments to where it feels like mm-hmm. you, you've got to have some authority there. But you got to let them get involved. And so I, I see what you're uh, you're saying and implying. I mean, you you want to make it feel real, even though we're we know it's on TV. We're even though it, it's got a sports presentation, it's still got the entertainment aspect where it's a, yes. it's television, even for house shows. You're still Seeing different stuff, even though those are presented differently than what you see on TV. So, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I think I, I get caught up in watching the match and even seeing it. Then, until you 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 tell me right then, I have to go back because I don't know it don't always click. But it makes sense. It it needs to feel real, and I, I think that's been the complaint okay. with WWE and, and a lot of stuff AEW, a lot of companies. But where it that's where it, unfortunately it's a little too uh, scripted at times where it needs yes. to feel yep. a little bit loose, a little bit more of a live feeling, even if you mm-hmm. can, even if you're expecting it, you, you want to, you want a sense of danger. And I, I think yep. that's why you'll see certain fans have a gripe and and I get it. I, I have, uh, I voiced my opinions on it, but I, I guess I'm kind of to the point we were talking with Cornette and a lot of these guys that I, we all admire. And with a Bruce Prichard, Pritchard, excuse me, or Jim Ross that where you have to let things evolve, but I, I do agree there should have been security or something, but where some of the ideas kind of have to filter a little bit and it it shows, it represents and is an indication of modern day wrestling. I don't agree mm. with it, but I think that that's a prime example of why yeah. everything's a little too forced or a little too, too phony at times, or not so much phony as it's predictable. And and that's Mm -hmm. where I can see where even I get frustrated. I'm like, why is she just coming? I I like the action, what we got, the the KOD on Charlotte on the table spot with Asuka. But let's have some security. Let's have some officials come out to where it feels like there's a sense of danger. They didn't expect it either, where they're just kind of backstage. Oh, we knew this was going to happen in comparison. So I I totally get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, spot on. Uh, Back to money in the bank then two matches left for us to touch upon the next one and this is a bit of a shame for me because this is for the world heavyweight championship gets just over 12 minutes on the program and it never really felt to me at any point we were going to see a title change I not that i wanted one i'm a big seth rollins fan but at least going into the pay-per-view or premiere live event or whatever bullshit going into the pay-per-view, yeah. I kind of at least want an inkling of, okay, I'm, I'm 95% certain Seth's going to keep the belt. But what if? But I never had that at all going into this. And it felt like the... Again, it was a great match. I mean, Rollins is fantastic. Finn Balor is oh, it fantastic. Was. It, it, was a, it was a really, really good contest for the time they had. But it almost felt like the world title... Was maybe a secondary notion here to further the Judgment Day, dramatics, politics, inner inner arguing. If that makes sense, what what did you think of this it, match, Tyler? And am I am I barking at the wrong tree?
1: No, I, I think you're onto something. It it was to probably further along more the Judgment Day storyline, even though it it had a lot of great background to it with knowing how Finn really did have to relinquish the title. And I didn't, like I said, there was years where I missed where Benny or or maybe somebody else could catch me up on it. I didn't realize that Seth did actually laugh at him when he came out. That's back when Seth was kind of being more the hill. And I guess Finn was more your face here. So it was, it it brought some intriguing dynamics to the dichotomy of uh, the psychology and everything, the story going into the matchup, which I think is all vital. Um, but yeah, this to me uh, really was just kind of to get us to, well, Finn may cash in the money in the bank. You've got the disagreements with, with Balor and Finn, the hesitation on the top of where he was going to hit that, the stomp, uh, but Seth Rollins. You know him and Finn to see them have a match. It was a shame because that's what I've heard—a reoccurring theme—that it was cut short. That that's why possibly. And you had the main event that they should have gave them at least a little more time, where it felt like they they didn't because of the Judgment Day scenario. And uh, you know Seth, it's so intriguing what they're going to do with both these guys because it looks like we're not finished. You know, if Mm -hmm. you watch Raw. Not just with Judgment Day, what their problems, but also Seth and Finn and, and Damien. So well that was after,
0: Yeah, so, that's another to, thing. Sorry, Tyler. Sorry to interrupt. No, go, go ahead, go Yeah, That was something else I was gonna ask about because obviously again you watch the modern product every week. I mean, again, first of all, apologies if anyone heard any background noise then. Um next doors cat. It, the cat doesn't even live here. It's next doors cat, likes to sleep on the bed behind me. Doesn't even live here. And yeah. he's now decided halfway through our show to jump down. Crash into a load of stuff and leave. So that was lovely of him. So if I heard, if you heard any backstate back background back noises, I well, apologize for that. He,
1: but, he was uh, inspired by Money in the Bank. Just, there just you say go. That. He was he was <laughs> he was doing one of
0: those spots. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I, I'm a big. Whenever I talk uh, modern day wrestling with anyone, be it AEW or or whatever, or even going back and talking more the nostalgia based with, with Nitro Knights uh, and so on with Scottish mm-hmm. Danny, The big question I always ask when people ask me, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? The big thing in my mind is, where do we go next? Because you can have a great moment in professional wrestling, which is fantastic and gets replayed over and over and over again. As Cody beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania could have been. It would have been a great moment. But where do we go next? That's the big thing that that, that we have from that. Now, with regards to Seth Rollins, where do we go next because it looks like cody and lesnar are tied up now going into summerslam so does that leave code uh, so does that leave seth as i don't want to say a spare part but the story almost seems to me with the little of the modern product i've seen in, the, in this last week is damian priest finn balor the briefcase judgment day are inner arguments that almost makes me feel like our world heavyweight champion is a spare part in this story or a or background character, so to speak, in this story. So my argument here is, or, or my, my, my question, I suppose, sorry, is after Money in the Bank and after what happened on Raw with regards to Lesnar, Cody, and then you know the, the Judgment Day stuff with Rollins, where's Rollins going next? Because wh- where does he drop in the card? It must be more Judgment Day stuff. But uh, that's what I'm world thinking. World champion, surely he's the world champion. He he is. He should be more of a focal point of the story. What do you think, Tyler?
1: Uh, he should, but I, I'm with you. I think he's a background right now to what Judgment Day is doing because I don't think that's over. I, I do. You know, I wish I could foresee who his opponent is going to be next after all this. Well, Seth at Finn at SummerSlam again. I, yeah, I could see it or Priest in a yeah triple threat. Also, mm. you know, a likely scenario with the uh, the briefcase. So, yeah, Dan Griffin with another astute observations. Th- this is another one that that is complex. It's very intricate because with ways you could go about it. Uh, but I do feel like it's more the basis. Uh, unfortunately, Seth's getting kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit because of the Judgment Day. What what's going on here? But yet he's still a big part. I mean, I don't mean that disrespectful. Even I i just I, I see what you're kind of laying out, and and that's what makes it hard to answer. I, I don't mean to be disappointing on the podcast. It's just it is really tough because I have to process these things. Because when somebody asks me some of these kind of you know long story or even short term story booking ideas, I have to really dissect it like anybody else and see. Well, where can we get Seth? Maybe what can we do with Finn and and Damian? But how are how are people not going to get tired of it? Because that that's another risk you're going to run into. How long can you play this out? Because with no offense to Judgment Day, it's not like the bloodline. It's not no, you're not no. going to have enough, and th- that's where you may run into the problem. So I, I see them probably having to hurry this up a little bit, which, and maybe either get the triple threat like Dan's saying, maybe get Seth and Finn a rematch. Or like you said, if Cody wasn't tied up with Lesnar, that'd be the next logical, I, I would think, on Raw as far as upper mid-card main event level people. Uh, so that's a tough one because I'm trying to look, think of the roster and think of who's on Raw and who could maybe compete against who would be a viable contender for Seth Rollins because Drew McIntyre's wrapped up in Gunther. He could be yes. another guy, him or Gunther, but right now they're in a program. So, you, as far as right now, I don't know who you would program. So, anybody like you, Seth, si, you can think about anybody, anybody in the comments. It, it does help me because I'm trying to rack my brain. Who could it be? You know, maybe I'm just forgetting somebody at the moment, which you know, it, it's pretty normal <laughs> if you know me. <laughs> so.
0: I think I think Dan Griffin in the chat there is on to something with regards to Seth versus Finn at SummerSlam again, but. Right my my concern is that this is the the new world heavyweight championship and they're trying to make this belt seem a big deal even though it's incredibly new and it's apparently the lineage goes back to the world title triple h had in 2002 or whatever nonsense i don't know but now present day it's only been around five minutes so to me, it's quite difficult to add prestige and importance to a championship that has only been around five minutes. You've got to be very careful what you do with how you book that title. You need to really make it feel important because if it doesn't feel important in the first, say, six to 12 months, it's never going to feel important because it will get tarnished with that kind of that that brush. Now, to me, the most obvious thing you can do with regards to making that belt feel important is to put it on Brock Lesnar. Because then instantly, it's main event level. I'm not saying Seth is not main event level. Uh, no, Seth it already
1: gives it that significance you're talking about.
0: Exactly. Now, if we have Seth versus Finn at SummerSlam again, I don't think... Uh, again, we, we get all the nonsense from WWE, don't we? Oh, we got a, a double main event, a triple main event, a quadruple main event, half the card is fucking main events, whatever. But, <laughs> we do. You know, To me, Seth versus Finn, if you've got Cody and lesnar you've got bloodline stuff going on you've got all other issues happening seth versus finn doesn't feel like it goes on last at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, it gets lost in the shuffle
0: yeah so does that again hurt the the world title that they're trying to build maybe and with regards to your points about the bloodline in in comparison to judgment day do we get finn beating seth rollins being the world champion with his judgment day uh partner colleague however you want to word it holding that briefcase because there's story going forward in that isn't there
1: yeah you you could also you know make the argument like you said there there's plenty of story that you could do with and and uh i actually enjoy that you uh you brought that up as well uh because it, it it's a good way to look at it uh a great perspective, and um, yeah, I think Seth, the whole Damien stuff, is very interesting. I mean, I, as much as I like Seth Rollins, and I love the sing-alongs, and mm, yep. and I mean, he, it, it's awesome. And, and it took me a lot of time. I've told Benny this to get used to Seth doing the Joker kind of character and laugh. Because at first, I'm like, this, I didn't like it. I, I just missed well, Seth well, like I'm he good. he first came out. Yeah, but but you can't you can say what you want to, but when that bell rings, man, he's still oh, the same Seth Rollins. It, it's incredible. But I'm. I, but I, I get you because I, I'm kind of in the same boat with hit this gimmick though. I, I can't tell there's sometimes I find it a little funny and then it's like, well, it's a little too, too funny at times. There's a little too ha ha. If you're going to be champion, you you can have a personality, but should it really be this? that That's kind of where there I go. go. I, I'm kind of like you with the old school, not that it's going to be just old school, prehistoric, but you look at like back you, you look at like Bret Hart, you look at, you know, the Shawn Michaels, he, you know, he, he had a lot of the funny moments, but that—that's what I mean. I, I'm trying to even think of like NWA, AWA, and, and a lot of the territory mm-hmm. people as yep. well, not just WWE, but like a Bruno and and Seth, Buddy Rogers, uh, So, so it's yeah, that's the thing, man. But I, I love Seth, and and the thing is, I, I'm a little worried too now that you bring it up. Is it going to be tarnished, like you said? Is this now due to all the Judgment Day? You've got WWE's done, doing such a good job with all these storylines, does it kind of overshadow and overlook what Seth's able to do? I hope mm. not. And I'm not saying they will or mean it deliberately. But like anything, you kind of create your own monster, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes it's almost too good. And that may be what, like you're saying, what's happening to where Seth's just kind of going to be this moving part for Finn Balor, Damien Priest. So see i wish i knew of another opponent that maybe returned or would come back that could challenge him but i, I still seeing you know with the way they're doing finn and damian it's got to still be something to do with the judgment day because yeah, we're so. not done yet you don't want to you don't want to just fast forward that you want to continue it because you like you right. say you got summer slam you've got payback you could possibly even continue it i mean a lot of right. times they can it, it don't have to be short term or just three months you could you could find certain ways or twist. I mean, at least I'm speculating. I don't know.
0: No, I agree. Long long title reigns. I'm a big fan of it. It adds prestige to the belt. It makes title changes mean more because they don't happen as often. But yeah. I, I just worry that... I mean, even if Seth wins the title, say at SummerSlam for argument's sake, he has yeah. been a mid-card guy for so long. Right. Does that then... I mean, effectively people get I suppose people get educated to what they see they, they get they get you know they get you know the I can't find the words so I apologize but you end up oh no the, the regularity of something becomes the norm so to speak Finn has yeah, been a mid-card guy for so long whether that's right or wrong I'm not here to debate that but but Finn has been a mid-card guy for so long that if he wins the title. Does that elevate him to world title level or does that drag the new championship down to mid card level? That that would be a concern of mine. But with See, regards-
1: I, Yeah, I'm, well, I'm afraid it may not. And I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm, I'm afraid to no, your point, it may on. not elevate Finn. No, I, I'm afraid that that may be the problem they run into as much as I like Finn Balor. I have really felt bad for him because I feel like he's got jinxed, even with good creative, even being in Judgment Day, mm-hmm. even with the Damian Priest angle. I feel like even if he gets a belt, I don't know that he—it's going to help him. Maybe it's better if he's chasing it. i, mm. I don't know, and I—I I didn't think I would say that. I mean, it's just—but now that you're—you're you're kind of giving the different side of it, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. I'm—I'm I'm starting to question. How would you present him? I mean, how would you go from here? Mm, I yeah. mean it really I is know. puzzling.
0: And I, I, agree I with apologize. You. Uh, I agree with you. I, 100% I, played a, well, I played
1: a video yeah, accidentally, and it came through. So I'm bad about back. It was a WWE video, and, and it had some kind of ad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I thought I had this thing turned down. So it's my <laughs> fault. I, I was <laughs> playing, like,
0: If know. we get another copyright strike, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tyler, actually, to be fair. In the oh, corner no. <laughs> with, with Benny and his fantastic abilities, the, the technical side yeah. of things, the intro he put together, the videos he used. Uh, the SJP World Media Network had its first ever full-on copyright strike from YouTube, oh. Facebook, and everywhere else because of Benny's videos. So, sadly, they 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 need to stop. But we learn, we live and learn. We live and learn. So,
1: yeah, we we do and I, I I apologize. <laughs> I did not realize that I was just. Uh, I thought I had everything turned down, and it, it's a common mistake. And I oh, apparently no, no, I did. No, no, no.
0: So, yeah. So then, finishing up the main event of the evening Tyler and quite yes. possibly, uh, I don't want to say the best because I don't think it is, but in the conversation for one of the best wrestling storylines of all time, am I okay to say that? Is that too big? a? I, I of- think,
1: I, I think, I think you're safe to say it. I mean, you, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, people know who, who Roman reigns or at least have heard of this bloodline scenario playing out, uh, on TV and and wherever, I mean, it, it's mainstream media type material. So, I, I think it it, de- it definitely deserves to be mentioned in the conversation. I, I think it, you're safe to to say it is. This uh, there's a couple
0: of things I I thought was uh, with the, the placement of this match. Not meaning as in closing the show because it should do. This is the main event. It doesn't matter whether it's in the middle of the card right. or not like, This is the main event. However it felt odd being in the UK because it's such a big match that I thought they'd want it on us soil. I'm glad that wasn't the case. I'm glad I was wrong with that, but I, I thought that that maybe be they would save back. Also this bloodline civil war, the Usos versus uh, this match itself, specifically the Usos versus mm-hmm. Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I felt it came around very quickly. Almost it like they did. could have saved this for SummerSlam. It was like they could have had many more weeks of build-up. It felt I'm not saying rushed, because it worked out fine in the end, but it felt like it came around fairly
1: quickly. And it kind of sped it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, the match itself, then, and the whole situation with the bloodline, and I suppose... And it, uh, this is a loaded question, because I'm asking you, I'm throwing a lot of things at you, Tyler, and I apologize. No, I'm glad but, you are. I... But obviously... Roman's been pinned first time in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Solo Sokoa is, you know, they're talking about him uh, uh, and mentioning the term tribal chief in certain promos. We've got this trial of the tribal chief on SmackDown coming up. On... Uh, I
1: did hear something uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah.
0: really interesting that will be because obviously we had one with Sami Zayn in the past, which I thought was a fantastic. Yeah, we did, which uh,
1: I thought it was great. Yeah, yes,
0: indeed. First of all what did you think of the match itself? And then secondly, that, that same old question that comes out of my mouth time and time again, where do we go next?
1: Well, first of all, I think the storyline has just been epic. It's uh, probably, yes. you know, I have used that word at a but I'm going to use it again. I, I think the match was good. Now I, I do agree. Everything seemed to be kind of sped up, even though it not necessarily rushed. I, I can see that point. Uh, I, you know the match really two sides something I had to read on because I didn't catch it it's It's funny the stuff you don't pick up on when you're actually watching the matches is that Roman reigns actually low blowed uh Jay Uso back at a class champions twenty twenty well, he did the same finish. Or our same kickout, not necessarily the finish, pardon me, to uh, Roman Reigns this match. So it's the little intricate details that I, I forget that I found so fascinating. And, yeah, I think it's brilliant, absolutely. And and I'll tell you, did you notice the Urinagi spot? It's like the rock bottom that they did with Solo and, and Roman. I thought that was clever. So I know there there's, yeah, yeah. You're right you're mute. yeah, muted yeah my muted. bad. I, I was gonna How tell you unprofessional no. am i <laughs> no I, I i still was able to see brilliant but then i caught on i was like oh no i, I didn't realize you were you know muted i thought uh on purpose but i was just going to say that spot with the uranagi the right bottom even if the right doesn't come back right now who knows I mean we well everybody's saying though and you don't necessarily need him because you've got enough talent that's no knock on Mm -hmm, one of the greats in the rock and he's busy doing his thing but hey it's still the possibilities there but to get back to the usos and solo and roman I loved how Roman's continued what he did at Clash at the Castle. You were there, Sai. He's talking the smack. The yep. fans are saying F him. you know, they they can't stand Roman. It, it's going back to Drew McIntyre and, and all that. They they don't want it. and then you got some fans that acknowledge him. They, they're big Roman fans. They they it definitely have the respect as present. I mean, just the reactions. Paul Heyman, the way he does his face at ringside is just oh, brilliant. Awesome. Gold. I mean, Paul Heyman is just an unsung hero. I, I've talked about it. I can't help it. I'm, I'm a fan of the wise man, and uh, and it's the teamwork. And considering the Usos were the more experienced team, knowing how many titles they've won, and, and this was uh, Roman and Solo's second match at least on, on premium live event. Uh, they they did well. I mean, they they made it work, and they isolated, you know, one of the Usos and. You know, the Usos would get their comeback. You know, we we see a lot of these kind of matches. But it, it felt special because knowing Roman had been pinned. But I'll, I'll just get to it. When when Jay pinned Roman, I, I think the kind of finish. Now, I don't know that we'll get this, but it looks like it may be Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. Maybe we get that. Or Jimmy versus Roman. Okay. I mean, who, who knows? I, I don't i think it'll it'll dictate on what we see friday night and, and then afterwards but i think you could you could do something with that kind of finish and and you brought up solo being reference tribal chief that's fascinating because we've seen roman cower a little bit the Solo. Yes. and even solo had to snap him out because where roman got disheveled and frustrated solo looked at him like come on there's still a match going on you know you got to get focused because Roman's doing a great job letting people dictate his emotions, making you think, at least the illusion, mm-hmm. where he, he's selling his facial expressions, kind of like we talk about Heyman and wrestlers, not just managers or valets. It's all just important to the the story uh, process and uh, as with wrestling. And I just think it's all been just terrific. I know people have kind of been critical because with the Riddle stuff, they they weren't uh, particularly fond of him teaming with Owens and Sane back a while, while ago. But, I think regardless, even if it's not perfect, it's still just been, as far as storytelling, has just been some of their best. I mean, even as much as I'm with you, I like all the uh, the long-term storylines from back in the 90s and 80s, and, and you could uh, go before all of that. Man, what the bloodline's doing, it's not just because I'm I'm partial to WWE. I'm not. I mean, AEW's done some good storyline stuff, but it's just the longevity, I think, of their creative and being around for so long and learning from what mistakes and not what to do. I think there's rumors that they're still not sure how to end it. They're still conflicting between themselves creatively on what to do. It's been that good Uh that even on what twist or turn or direction to go fully. So... I think the Civil War was good, how they started out on SmackDown, kind of giving us a tease but not unveiling everything because you want to save that for the main event. And having Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn watching, I like how they didn't get involved. I was afraid they were going to get involved. I liked how they watched because, to me, this is a civil war between family. They didn't need Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to get involved, but I did like how they made an appearance. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was good. I was a little worried about that. When they showed them, I'm like, okay, as much as I like Sami and KO, please don't get involved. 'Cause we we've seen enough interference. Yes. Let these guys just battle it out, and that's what they did. And the referee's got to take a bump. I guess we should know that in a Roman Reigns match. The you know, and he's taken a lot of that's the only thing that kind of gets a little overdone, but I see why, because you're trying to make the illusion like even Michael Cole sells it on commentary. How many times can he be fortunate? You know, I'm paraphrasing, but it's just it, it, you know, so I see why they do it. But I thought the match was just—it was great to see the Usos get, you know, their respect, their redemption on Roman being manipulative, you know, mm-hmm. he him kind of getting narcissistic, playing into that character. I, you you have to have it, and I'm glad to see Jimmy and Jay back together. I think, and now the fans are chanting Uso, but whether they want to boo Roman or not, they they still throw up the one hands because let, let's face it, he he's been the guy. So yes. I mean, I I know I went long winded, but it's hard no, not no, to problem. with these kind of storylines. Yeah, I mean the biggest
0: the biggest thing I can take away from the bloodline storyline. I mean the match itself very very good, uh, and you know people listening would have checked it out no doubt. And if you haven't, go and go and have a watch of it. It's very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Friday, uh, yeah, here too. in the UK, which is a sentence I don't think I've said in about ten years. So there you go. I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Friday, but i look at the the bloodline story now there's this this thing that came out on the network on the wwe network and it was the story of the bloodline and it was it was about an hour and a half maybe an hour and 45 minutes and all it was was clips of everything going way back when just put together and just Mm -hmm. the clips ran together and it, it was it was fascinating watching it all develop bit by bit and there was no talking heads it wasn't documentary form there was nobody explaining what was going on you're literally just watching the clips of the bloodline story going through all the Sami Zayn stuff wow. all the stuff previously when they faced off in the past and then the Sami Zayn and, and all, all that great stuff going through all the different twists and turns and it's interesting you mentioned there about the looks that we get from from roman with regards to sokoa the the looks that the the usos would give each other i mean let's call it what it is the acting chops of all the guys involved the facial expressions and so on and i don't think this is going to get the credit it deserves with regards to a writing aspect a performance aspect and a just a dramatic aspect that i don't think it will get any credit the, the credit it deserves in the mainstream because it's pro wrestling or sports entertainment. I suppose you might want to call it want
1: everyone has said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this, you look at the great TV series in the last God knows how many. Sopranos sons of anarchy, all these you know, people had people were glued to their television and you had these little character traits and twists and turns and, you know, little tiny touches in the different stories and, little throwbacks to something that may have happened a year ago that comes relevant again in this. This I think is as close to that, that pro wrestling has been in my lifetime as, as a fan watching, you know, you go back to the dusty roads, horseman stuff of the eighties and a lot of stuff, the crockets did and all that. Absolutely. Superb, bought you know, great. great stuff. But this to me, with regards to the little, the little subtleties, That you mentioned the little looks the little story touches the the little throwbacks to certain moves that were used in other matches and so on this to me is the closest it's come in pro wrestling that i can remember to being the likes of a a a big production drama television series but it won't get the credit it deserves the guys writing and performing because it's professional wrestling which i think is a huge shame
1: it is a shame because, you know, wrestling is storytelling It's cinema because it's uh, it's on TV. It's episodic. I mean, so that's what I, I've never understood, even though it's just because it's a different genre. Why, why does it not deserve the same accolades as other ones? That yes. Award winning or don't have to have awards, but people compliment the uh, the storytelling the uh, the art of it it's uh, I mean wrestling is always because you take it for granted when you're you're watching as a kid you you don't know the moves are actually telling a story you don't know that the backstage segments are mm-hmm. playing a factor and and the back you know whatever it is you know it, but it still all, leads you uh, involves, that way doesn't it, it you, that... yeah right it, I mean it it leads you to where Oh, something clicks. And now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to comprehend it more. I've told Benny this, and I'm not sure I've had the opportunity to to relay it to you, Sai. So I I think that's what's uh, very fascinating when you get to a certain age. You you go, oh, wait a minute. I used to watch wrestling for different reasons, but now I I get why the story is so fascinating, why it's so important, significant, uh, because that's what draws you, like any show. like I don't care if it's a, a documentary or a movie, like you're saying, a TV show or or something on the news you have to something's got to gravitate something's got to resonate it's got to draw you in and that's what i I feel like they've done and maybe i'm i'm being partial because i appreciate good storytelling like you do and and benny and so many others i don't want to speak for you i I need to speak for me but it's it's been stellar i mean production that's a good way to say it and uh you know, as much as I I, I grew up liking the NWO and, and DX, or or not just so much factions as I did matches that were also story. Uh, I gotta tell you, the the bloodline maybe up up there are not doing a lot of things that were you know were missed on some of those storylines. I mean, even Eric Bischoff has admitted he's like even as great as the NWO was, WWE's doing a great job of of not making the mistakes yeah. that we made, you know, so yeah. for him to say that's it's meaning a lot, that's a big compliment. I mean, that's,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, Tyler, I've had an absolutely wonderful time talking to you. Man, been I, a blast.
1: I've, I've loved it. Yeah, I, it's always a blast talking to you or Benny or whoever it is, man. Because you're so knowledgeable, I, I love the questions you oh, ask. Oh, I don't know
0: about that. <laughs> you're very. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, you,
1: no, you are. I, well, I'm being kind, but it's true. I, I, I don't think you, you, all give yourself enough credit. I, I, I really, it, it's always a fun time.
0: Yeah, I've had a great time. I've had an absolute blast. Um, money in the bank, in general. Then to sum up, before we depart, and Benny rejoins you again next week. Uh, To sum up your your final thoughts, my friend.
1: Money in the Bank was probably one of my favorites, to be fair. have not watched a lot of them previously, uh, at least years uh, prior. But this one, to me, just due to the bloodline, Drew McIntyre returning, getting uh, the confrontation with Gunther, also seeing EOS guy Damian Priest become the winners of their Money in the Bank matches. John Cena showing up. Oh, my goodness.
0: We haven't even touched upon that. We haven't even, I know. It and I much.
1: forgot too. There was so much. That's what I mean. Even though Cena was on and yeah. Grayson Waller, we there was well, just so much to, to talk about. Let's address it. Okay. Now.
0: I used to despise John Cena. I was part very much of the John Cena sucks brigade because I like, I like good wrestling and I didn't think John Cena gave me good wrestling. Now I'm probably the biggest hypocrite in the world because when his music hits, I mark out like an 11 year old kid. I go mad. I love it. And Cena coming out at Money in the Bank was so unexpected. That is a moment I will rewatch again and again and again. And I think there are numerous moments on this pay-per-view that people will go back and watch again and again. Oh, there are. But to come out and the crowd are just, I mean, the UK crowd are always wild anyway, but the crowd are so into Cena as well. And the fact that he seemed to get a kick out of how into Cena the crowd were and he bounced off that, and then mentioning WrestleMania. Now, this is the interesting thing for me. From what I've read and what I understand, there's no concrete plans in place. They're not teasing WrestleMania to then turn around and go, oh, yeah, WrestleMania in 2025 is going to come from Wembley Stadium or the Olympic Park or anything like that, because WrestleMania is obviously a huge business for them. It's a huge money-making situation. And cities and and locations bid for WrestleMania. They have to pay the WWE to bring WrestleMania there because of the income it brings that location. Apparently, they were teasing this to try and see what the response would be in in the UK, if anyone would be interested. And we do have MPs or politicians on this side of the, the pond, Tyler, who are actually talking about WrestleMania online wow. and in interviews and saying it would be great to have it over here. Whether that actually does occur, I don't know. I never for a second in my whole life ever thought WrestleMania would be this side of the water. Ever. I'm still not 100% convinced it will happen. But I'm more open-minded to the idea now than I was before
1: Money in the Bank because who I've knows? Seen it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, y- yeah. You and- think? I, I think it'll be great. I hope you do get it. I mean, I, I can see, you know, maybe the trepidation of of it not being in, in London or the UK, but after Clash of the Castle, after the SummerSlam back in 92, everybody references and all the uh, major wrestling events that have happened even outside of WWE, I, I can tell you the UK deserves to have a, yeah, Dan Griffith with a, with a good comment, but uh you know they deserve it i mean you you all the the fans the people that that follow it and and are passionate i mean i that's why i'm pat you make me passionate i I mean i want all the countries to be able to experience and get that that feel so i I hope man that you all do get a wrestlemania i I really do and you know cena and Grayson waller talk about getting the rub i mean that that's what it was for to get him help get him over and Who better than to have John Cena? Mm. Oh, that was it, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Ah, there we go then. Tyler, before we depart, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's joined us in the chat. Yeah. Thank you. Questions and so on our way. It's been great. I want to thank yourself, Tyler, as well for for joining me this evening here. I appreciate
1: it. Well, this evening for
0: me, afternoon for you, of course. Uh, for in the corner live i want to thank benny mack for asking me to step in whilst he's on his holidays and also giving us a year of in the corner here on sjp world media yes. but before we depart do you want to let everyone know tyler whereabouts they can find you online and all the fantastic content you're involved in and i urge everyone to make sure you are following tyler and you are checking out everything he's involved in it is 100 worth it i promise you
1: Oh, I appreciate the kind of words. Uh, I'm at Dustin Tyler eighty six on Twitter. I uh, currently uh, contribute and, and do podcasts for WrestleBuddy and uh, .com. That's WrestleBuddy.com. They're also on uh, Twitter and. The- all over social media, YouTube, and hey, check out SJP World Media, who I've got the the great opportunity to uh, be a part of. Uh, like shows in the corner, back when with Scottish Danny, and uh, to join, Sa, you know on various shows and, and all the great content. You know, uh, Josh has got an amazing show. With what he's doing on RSH, I always want to give him a shout out, and yes, and yes. and really, there there could be a list. I mean, you've got so many just terrific podcasts that you do, and other people. I, I want to make sure people know about that too, because uh, I, I appreciate uh, everybody's support, though, with uh, Wrestle Buddy and SJP World Media, because I, I I think they're both tremendous, and I, I'm just honored to be a part of them.
0: Well, again, you're very kind and you're very welcome. I'm over the moon that you are a part of SJP World Media. I I love everything you do. So having you you. involved with the network is superb. Uh, Anything I'm involved in, you can find via the network that Tyler just mentioned, SJP World Media. That's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. And search for it on all your podcast players, platforms, and providers. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you never miss a live show. We have Chain Wrestling live on a Monday night. In the corner, of course, live on a Wednesday Uh, Benny Mack himself doing a gaming show for us on a Sunday. Football coverage coming very, very soon when the new season starts in August. Plus all the podcasts you get as well. Looking at various TV shows from Doctor Who to Quantum Leap to Murder in Mind to uh, nostalgia-based wrestling content with Nitro Knights looking at WCW back in the day and all sorts of other stuff. Loads of stuff going on with SJP World Media. But also you can follow this show at In The Corner WWE at in the corner wwe tyler i have had a blast thank you so so much for joining me my friend
1: oh hey it's always a good time uh yeah thank you you're very
0: welcome and to yeah. everyone else as always thank you for listening to see to
1: see if i leave they looking they want the best to me now, best to me now, best to me now, best to me. Now. They want the best to me now, best to me now, best to me now, best to me. <laughs>